0: Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions, two, you talk. give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280
1: The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Donovan to the front court, rise and fire, walks into a three, it rattles around and in. Donovan Mitchell has 20 points in the first half. Donovan with his Don 1 shoes on. And his black socks with a yellow back. Works into a right-hand dribble off a double stagger. Retreats out, guarded by Brooks. Off balance, still keeping the dribble alive. Three on the shot clock. Pulls up for an off-balance J hit! Oh my goodness, Donovan Mitchell! How do you do? How do you Two. Ingles has it. Eight seconds left. Across the half court with seven. Leaves behind for Royce. Gives to Donovan with four. Donovan waits. Now attacks Valanchunas.
0: Fires it off balance. Three. Hit it. He hit it. He hit it. Donovan Mitchell is something else. Oh, Donovan. Oh, Donovan. And say it with me. Oh, Donovan. 26 points in the first half, 75-51. Utah Jazz are absolutely outstanding. Wow! 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 Wow!
1: Wow! <laughs> Jazz eliminate wow, so? uh, Jazz eliminate the Grizzlies, um, 126 to 110. Uh, Gordon uh, Donovan Mitchell was brilliant. I mean, this is this is. The stat line of stat lines, 30 points, 11 of 16 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3, 3 of 3 from the line, 10 assists, and 6 rebounds. He also had a steal, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a, a masterful game. And I want to start the conversation here, uh, and we'll see where it goes. The, uh, sometimes uh, comparisons are, are just that. And And for some reason, the Jazz have been compared this year to maybe some of those up-and-coming Warriors teams. And those teams were great teams, so a lot of people will, will throw out the comparison. But here's where I think a, a comparison is valid. What those Warriors teams could do, and I, I've heard you have a similar opinion on this, Gordon, I believe, but is, is have these barrages that just basically end the game. And then what happens from there really doesn't matter. It might come in the first quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, whatever. They were capable all of a sudden where, and they did this to the Jazz in at Vivid Arena a couple of times where you'd look up and the Jazz would have a lead at the end of the first quarter and then you'd look down and you know maybe uh, start hammering a couple of sentences on the old column and then you'd look up again and, oh, how'd they get down 15? You know, and it was just this barrage of of shot making and all of a sudden, you know, you were in a huge hole. Uh, That is what I saw last night in the first quarter. I mean, just a barrage. And... And let me let me bring up this stat to get to you because I think it, it tells it tells basically the whole story. But if you are a team that can do that and that can play that way, you're going to be tough to beat. Now, if that does that run doesn't come in the game, you know maybe that's <laughs> you're going to have a long night. But if you're capable of doing that, it's it's a weapon. But get this, Gordon, Utah scored on 16 of their first 19 possessions to start the game. By that time, the score was 40 to 18. 40-18. to 18. So after the first 19 possessions of the game, Gordon, it was 40-18. to 18.
0: Yep, and I agree with you. At that point, the only chance the Grizzlies had to get back in it was if they went on a run right after that. And the Jazz did get a little sloppy with the ball there for a minute, and they did cut into the lead just a tad bit. But then the Jazz just kept pouring it on. And I agree with you. that uh, That game was over. That game was over early. And, yeah, I got great respect for that kind of weaponry. I mean, what Donovan Mitchell did, and you brought it up, well, Those those shot, some of those shots he made were totally in rhythm, but those last two three-pointers he made before the half, I mean, the degree of difficulty on those shots, th- that's how you can tell when a player is really feeling it. it did, he didn't even really have to look at the basket. He was feeling it. And I, I've talked to enough pro basketball players through the years to have them try to explain what's going on there and they can't it helps if you're really good and talented the way Donovan is but he there was he just couldn't miss and it inspired the whole team and everybody started making shots like you said they scored on all on all but one of their or three of their possessions
1: in the, out of the first 19 16 and 19 I mean that's that, right.
0: that, who does that?
1: Maybe the old warriors. That's and that's where I think the, yeah. there's a valid comparison with the, what they're capable of doing.
0: It, it's like it, I mean it, this is sort of a a, a a sad and sorry and tired analogy, but it's like two boxers in a ring when when one boxer's just beating the living daylights out of the other, and the other guy's just wobbling. Man, he's just trying to stay on his feet, and that that's what I saw in that game last night. And the the one of the reasons it's so impressive is because the Jazz essentially said that's what they were going to do. They were not going to mess around in this game. They were not going to have a situation like last year. They had their jaws set that that was not going to happen, and I'll be daggone if they didn't go out and take care of their business right away. And then they sustained it throughout the entire uh, game as the other fighter was wobbling around. Yeah, it was – rarely have I seen anything like that. And I've been watching pro basketball for, you know, uh, well, longer than I care to admit right now. And uh, 50 years. And I and I rarely have seen anything like that.
1: Well, essentially after the halftime score was what? 71 to 52. 70, wasn't it 71, uh No, 75. 70, 75. 75. to, anyway, 75, 52, 51. The game was over. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, the, it really was. And you saw, saw what happened in the second half. And, you know, the, the Jazz bench, you know, deep bench got a run in the fourth quarter and all that. But, you know, and it wasn't because Memphis gave up either. It was because the Jazz played like we saw them play so many times during the the middle of the regular season when they were playing at their best, and that is the encouraging thing to to take from the game is, you you got a glimpse at what the the Jazz can be when they're clicking.
0: Well, I've talked to a couple of people from around the country, and they keeps and I've heard, I've heard more than once say if the Jazz play like that, if the Jazz play like that, they may not be beatable in in any series. And I don't like know that? They, I don't know if they can play like that uh, poor Lucy. like that uh, but uh, if they if they are capable of continuing on that line then not only will Donovan Mitchell be an absolute superstar but the jazz will be NBA champions I, I don't know whether they can do it but if they can we'll, we're gonna find out well, I guess. well
1: define do it because it's impossible to play that way for an <laughs> entire game that's just a fact. I mean, when was the last team that shot 80% for the entire game? But they but,
0: shot 51% for the game, 52%, something like that, and that's certainly in their wheelhouse. Maybe not in that order
1: where it, so much of it comes up front. But the point is, I mean, you shoot like that at the beginning of the game, how badly are you shooting for the rest of the game to come down to 50? It's inevitable. you know. Yeah. So, so how many times can you crank it up like that, and how long can you just sustain it, and how – do you figure out the matchups to be able to play because there there are certain matchups out there that are not going to you know listen Dylan Brooks is a fine defender, but Donovan Mitchell had his number and then they moved Dylan Brooks off Donovan Mitchell at the beginning of the game last night, and then look what happened yeah. you know so there are so many different things can, that can affect it, but how often can they turn it up like that? How long can they sustain it, and what lineups make it most likely to do it because we 've seen the starters. And we've seen that lineup where that includes Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles. Okay. So, so, so see if you can answer this question, because we have seen
0: the jazz go on these over these streaks where they seemingly can't miss. And they, that's how they had a average margin of victory of, uh, you know, what nine, 10 points through the entire season. But we also saw spells where they went cold. So it's kind of like once they get in that groove, it, it 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 sustains itself through the whole game. Right. I can't remember very many games when they shot the ball really well over one uh, over an early span and then went stone cold the rest of the way. I'm sure it happened, but not very often. And so, what's the secret to that? How do you? I mean, I well, if you, if you would figure bro- it out, write a book.
1: You're going to make a zillion dollars. Well,
0: Quinn broke it down. He said the ball was moving, and it was. Uh, the spacing was good, and it was. You saw how effective Rudy Gobert was. I mean, oh,
1: that that was one of the best games of Rudy's career, and that's saying a lot because Rudy's had some really good games. And you know what's funny? You did it kind of quietly, where <laughs> all of a sudden you just kind of think like or realize, well, wow, Rudy is really dominating this game. He had the first twenty fifteen and three games since. You want to take a stab at it? I
0: don't know. In
1: the playoffs for the Jazz, twenty fifteen and three. Since when? Malone in 94. That's a long time. That's a long time. Mm-hmm.
0: So what I guess what I'm trying to capture here is what is it that the jazz can the jazz do what they did to start that game every game.
1: I think they could they're capable of doing it at, at different times, I don't think it has to be at the beginning every time. Okay. Uh I, I think that the different times they need to be capable of playing that way every game, but that, that's what we saw. That's how you rattle off 21 to 23 or whatever it was I, I, it's I, because you, know, you do it consistently yeah, every game. Yeah. So and
0: I, I understand that there's technical aspects to it involved. I mean, the spacing has to be right. The ball has to move, right? Guys have to make good decisions, driving kicks, whatever. You need to so, be playing so, against the Mavericks. Yeah. Uh, but, but then the, then the, <laughs> the question is, why is it catching? Why, you know, We've seen the Jazz miss open looks before, but once certain pl- once the ball started going in, it was going in for almost everybody. Well, and, I don't and think that's it... an interesting study in human psychology. I'm
1: not so sure it is psychological, part of it probably is. But it has to do with you've got the defense scrambling. And the defense is on its heels and you have to overcompensate for what Donovan Mitchell's doing and it generates open shots. But it's, what we've uh, seen the Jets uh, miss
0: those open shots and what I'm saying is they were making them last night. They were doing what was necessary to create the open looks and then they were hitting them. And and once that's once that got on a certain vibe in the universe, then everybody jumped aboard and it I, I, I find that aspect of it both from a physical standpoint and the the mental standpoint, really, really interesting. And I I wish I knew the answer to the question I asked. And probably uh, Quinn wishes he he
1: knew the answer to that, too. Well, I think from the physical standpoint, I think the offense is designed to it's the whole point of the blender. When you're reacting to one thing, you're scrambling, and then all of a sudden the, the defense is way behind and you either have an open three or a dunk, preferably a three from the corner. And I thought we saw that spin out of control for Memphis because Donovan was so good that the defense just didn't have an answer, and then all of a sudden it's a step behind and everybody's getting dunks and threes.
0: And then at the other end, the Jazz were not giving up uh, layups, not giving up three-point shots. They were just letting the Grizzlies shoot those mid-range ones. And, uh, and forgive my well. math, but I think that if you shoot a bunch of threes and make them and you get dunks, that your percentages are probably well, from you, winning. You be know high. what
1: in that just to bring this full circle and then we're gonna jump out to toe. Uh you during that run I mentioned, Jazz score sixteen first nineteen possessions, they're up forty to eighteen, right? Yeah. You know what Memphis was shooting uh in that stretch? Was it twenty something? Above fifty percent. They were? Yeah. It seemed like they <laughs> it seemed like they weren't, but the Jazz were just doing they yeah. were just doing their thing. It spun out of control. Yeah, amazing. All right, Gordon. Let's let's talk a little bit about what awaits the Jazz, shall we? Because they move on to the second round. The soonest that a second round series could start would be Sunday night. Uh, Since Dallas won last night, one hundred five to one hundred, that would require Dallas winning Friday night in Texas. Which normally you'd say, "Oh, they're at home," but in this series, Mm -hmm. (laughs) where a home team is yet to win, who knows? But uh, if that game goes to Clippers' way, then Game 7 in L.A. will be on Sunday. And the likely start day, Austin, correct me if you've seen something more official, but I believe the likely start day is Tuesday. That's right. So, Well, this
0: is a great advantage to the Jazz to be able to get some rest. You heard Quinn Snyder talk about fatigue. And uh, that, that's the intensity of a playoff series. I mean, even when you win the series 4-1, you're going to get beat up a little bit because every possession is so important and guys are given all they can. And so yeah, this is this is a nice little respite for the jazz. And uh we, we still don't know what Mike Conley's status is, but we certainly hope the best for him. He said that he was frustrated, Jake, and I don't blame him. That's one of those kind of nagging injuries that you do everything you can, you work hard to get it right. And then here it comes, you know, so we'll see how it goes. For
1: so I have no idea how how severe it is, obviously, no clue. But I thought the fact that he spoke to the media after the game last mm-hmm. night. I took that as a good sign. And he was out on the court. Yeah, if if it were real serious, I don't know if that would happen. So take that for what it is. But we're still uh, awaiting news from Mike Conley's MRI, which supposedly happened uh, this morning. But let me uh, let me ask you this, Gordon, with this uh, this wild Mavericks Clippers series. Mm-hmm. If you are like me and want to see the, the Jazz play the Mavericks, are you just going to go ahead and root for them on Friday? Or is the rest so important that the <laughs> opponent doesn't matter, you want to take so Jazz fans should be rooting for the Clippers on Friday?
0: I don't, I don't know. I mean, y- y- your natural inclination is to think that the Mavs would be the easier opponent for the Jazz. I well, mean, let's examine that for a second. Is that a fact? Well, Luka Doncic is a rare rare talent i get that but if you're going over the body of work this season you would think the clippers would be the better team
1: well here's my opinion this you know i've said this before i'd much rather see the mavericks if i'm the jazz because they don't play defense
0: <laughs> and so well, i i the Jazz's I would... offense gets jammed up that's what causes them problems at times and so you're right if if the opponent is not playing defense then maybe that would give them an opportunity to
1: outscore them and so that's that's number 1 and and that's the biggest factor because you know luka can score 60 you saw the jazz in the first quarter you know if you're not going to stop the jazz they're going to they're going to score plenty to win. Mm. Not real worried about that. Well in
0: and, this in this series against Memphis didn't they average like 128 points a game? Yeah.
1: I, you know, if the jazz are, are playing, I don't think points are going to be a problem. Unless they get to the finals and are playing the nets and there's that historic offense and we can have a different conversation. Mm. In the west, give me give me the team that doesn't play any defense. So give me the Mavericks. On top of that, the Mavs have no center. Like, do you know Boban started last night against the Clips? <laughs> and granted, the Boban is my favorite player <laughs> in the NBA. I mean, Boban, Willie colley Stein, I mean, they're just—Rudy is going to eat those guys for, for lunch. And then if they put—I'd be intrigued if they put Chris Stapps as the big, mm-hmm. but we've seen that before, too. And the Jazz just eat Chris Stapps up in a number of different ways. Maybe he bangs a couple of threes, but— Rudy has a field day on the pick and roll, and the Mavs can't get a rebound. So
0: why is it that every time you say the name Chris Stapps, I think of Rice Krispies? I, I, I snap crackle pop. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't something, know. About, something about that name makes reminds me of Rice Krispies.
1: I I never think of Rice Krispies to be honest. <laughs> anyway,
0: you're right. I mean, really, it's a it's. I don't want to call the Mavs a one a one man show, but. Uh,
1: well yeah, I mean, and, and I, I should mention Dwight Powell when I'm talking about their bigs. I mean he's he's you know, he's there too, but <laughs> that's the That's the best you got. He's there too. Oh, you know, man. he's he's there. He's 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 present. So I don't think they have any sort of any sort of answer for Rudy whatsoever. And not playing defense isn't going to go well for them. And, but but then the Clippers are, are apparently uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, where the one night they decide that they're going to play basketball, and the next night they're like, eh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take a contested fadeaway three from the corner with four seconds to go for the tie-in shot while the rest of my team stands <laughs> around and watches. Sure. That's a bit of a problem. I'll do that. And, and Kawhi's had a great series. But, you know, the Clippers just seem to not show up some nights, which is so weird. Yeah. But – I don't know. I guess I'm a tail of the tape kind of guy. If I'm the Jazz, I want the Mavericks.
0: Who would you rather hang out with for you know just a night, just out, maybe hanging out with the guys? Uh, would you rather have Doctor Jekyll or Mister Hyde there?
1: Well, didn't didn't Mister Hyde kill a bunch of folk? Oh, did he? I don't know. I forgot I, that part. I, I wasn't he a fairly violent personality? Wasn't he? Mm. Okay. Well, that answers that. Uh, That's a pretty weird question. Well, you brought
0: up <laughs> Dr. Jekyll and you Mr. You get Ryan. my point, though. You know, yeah, one night I mean, they're good, one night they're not. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, why do I still think that the Clippers would be more dangerous? Uh, I, I, I do, too, though. I'm with you because they have better players. <laughs> but that, I don't, you know, I mean, Kawhi Leonard took a lot of heat for that, that shot you were referencing there at the end of the game. Um, and it was kind of weird that he just sort of accepted the pass and just kind of stood there and kind of pump fake or whatever that was and then let it fly too early and then, and then Rajon Rondo looks at him like what did you just what do but but <laughs>
1: I don't I what do you want Paul George to take the shot what no it's not who takes the shot first of all I mean well I guess we can get deep into this play first of all what what play did they run on the inbound? Did Ty Lu pull everybody to the side and said, all right, guys, just do whatever. I don't know. He
0: said, I'm gonna, you guys uh, go stand over there and Kawhi. Right. You
1: stand there in a the corner, and we'll hit you with the pass. So that tells me that somebody made a mistake of some sort. Based on Rajon Rondo's look, I'm guessing it was Kawhi, but I don't know. Somebody made a mistake, and it turned into everybody stand there and watch Kawhi do nothing. <laughs> Can't you adapt a little bit? Like, there's four seconds to go, maybe as, as Coach Chiesa likes to say, maybe the swing-swing pass, you know, maybe move it around a little bit. You can get something a little better than that. I just can't imagine, like, all right, guys, there's nine seconds left. You can either get a quick two or you can set up an open three to tie the game. Those are those are the two options. And somehow I believe that Ty Lu picked, like, all right, we're going to take a contested three in the corner, <laughs> rushed with four <laughs> seconds to go. That's, like, the worst of of, of the worst-case scenario.
0: How does that happen? Well, maybe he thought that he would he would be more comfortable taking it whenever he felt compelled to do so. And if he waited for the last second, then maybe he would get nervous.
1: It yeah, beats me. I know I know this, I know this hand. guy's hand's in my face right now, but I, I, I'm <laughs> going to surprise him by shooting it. He had a great shooting percentage <laughs> the whole series. Right? Well, I mean, come on, though. He can do better than that. Trust your teammates maybe, a maybe, little. I, maybe
0: Ty was worried that they might turn the ball over. Just give it to the main guy and let him do his thing.
1: Always comes back to turnovers. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, I wasn't in the huddle. By the way, <laughs> we're up against it, so maybe we don't get that. What's it What's it with you guys at the Trib and uh, pulling the most negative out of a positive? Did you see your boy Gurkey's tweets about Locke last night?
0: I'm not responsible for everybody. I mean, Is I have, it a mentality have, over I, I, there? Well, listen, I have great respect for uh, Mr. Gurkey And if that's his opinion, that's his opinion. Let him express it.
1: No, I know. And I, I I read his work. I follow him on Twitter, obviously. I'm talking about his tweet. But he got after Locke. He said, that was a – because Locke was saying that series wasn't really close. And, Robert, I should bring it up. I could read it directly. But he's, he's like, no, that series was close because Memphis got it within a few points with four minutes to go and two separate games and said, oh, this was extraordinarily close, and to think otherwise is ludicrous. But uh, my point is, is that how do you take such a positive, like the Jazz winning a series in five to move on to the second round after a game where they really literally had a record-setting performance and come out with the opinion that's, well, in game three with four minutes to go, why, they got was, it within he, one. Why, not, why do we have to look at the one the, was, like the one part of the series that was somewhat not good and not even mention that they slammed the door on the Grizzlies and won by double digits? Oh, But that
0: wasn't what his point was. The way I took it, his point was that the games were closer than apparently He thought David was giving him credit. He said the
1: series, not the games. He said the series.
0: Well, I, I, you know, if that's a man's opinion, let him express it. It is,
1: it is. But I'm just uh, see that's I'm not getting after his opinion per se as much as why do you why do you always have to pull the negative? You know, why why, why, when somebody hands you a hundred bucks, you got to go well, the bill's (laughs) a little crinkly. It's not, but I guess I'll put it in my pocket. It's, It's
0: one point of dispute. It's, it's not being negative. It's saying, hey, because, Jake, it's like when you uh, bring up Mike Conley's hamstring or something. Don't, you know, don't that, deflect and certainly don't deflect well, to that. Don't you do I, it. No, you saying. can't deflect. Don't. Nope. Okay, No, nope. But, but I had to bring that up today, even though the jazz rolled no, you because, didn't. because it was one particular point, and that's why I brought it up. So maybe that's what Robert was thinking. That's one particular point that he disagreed with. He wasn't saying that the jazz weren't good or that it wasn't a moment for jazz fans to celebrate. He was just disputing the assertion that it, was, it, it wasn't close, I guess.
1: Roll. Then why did he go after Locke? Because because David's the one who said it, I'm assuming. Uh, here's the tweet, by the way, just okay. so you know. He says uh, Robert, by the way, is a a political columnist. What's his What's his title?
0: Uh, just a columnist, columnist, yeah. whatever,
1: uh, over there at the at the Trib. Uh, Robert says a gripe about Homer radio announcers was listening on the way home, and the guy says, "quote The series really wasn't close." Unquote. BS. <laughs> Utah was up four with four left in Game 3, up one with four left in Game 4. They toughed out those games because Utah is better, but this wasn't a cakewalk. Those games could easily could have gone the other way, and tonight Utah would have been playing for survival. Memphis played their butts off. Morant was great. Utah was the better team, but the competition gets better from here, so respect the opposition and quit being such a homer.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, well, I mean, that's, that, was, uh, that was the part that he heard and he picked out that one part
1: as a point of contention. Did, did and, you notice the all the could-haves in there though? Does that ever jump out to you? You know, like this could have happened and that could have happened and that then this could have been the situation but you know it wasn't. Okay, but let's let's say it, it the way
0: it is here. All right. Uh and, and I love David Locke and I've known him for he's a homer. Right? But, okay, but why do you need to why do
1: you need to bring up that fact uh, when disagreeing with him on a point and particularly a point that he's really right about? uh, Well, his
0: uh, Jake, uh, that's a matter of opinion. Kind of. He he thought he thought that the Grizzlies apparently were getting short shrift and he thought that they should get more credit. I'm assuming I've not talked with Robert about this, but even Locke would admit that he's a homer.
1: Uh, sure, but not the point. the 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 point is is that David made a point about the series not being very close. And by the way, when David was making that point, he was talking about this stat that the Jazz led for 178 of the possible 192 minutes in the four games Donovan Mitchell played in the series.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's a good point. But that doesn't tell the whole story of the series. I thought it was a competitive series. I
1: thought it was competitive too, but it wasn't really that close. I mean, you you end a series in five, and it wasn't close. Uh, yeah, I know, but the what? Jake, what
0: Robert was saying was that the games that if were If this happened, close. And no, and no if he that was happened, saying that the know. games were were competitive. Okay. I assume I've not talked with him about it, all but
1: right. but uh, enough to get after Locke for I guess that's what he felt. That's all what right, he thought. All right. Well, you know, coming out firing with the Homer talk. <laughs> well. Like i said, out I I'm not even sure that David Spitting would be. Heat. I'm
0: not sure that David would be offended by being called a homer. I mean, he he says we when he's David, talking about the Jazz. I mean, he, David actually he,
1: retweeted Robert and said, "You can call me by name. It's okay." <laughs> which I thought was pretty <laughs> he, funny, actually.
0: Did, did he call him? He didn't call him the broadcaster. Did he?
1: He called him the what the Homer. Of, or what something what or? kind of what
0: kind of stiff SL Trib columnist would ever say that about anybody on 1280 The Zone?
1: I, right. All right, more next. Live from the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.